It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Retired Colonel Alan West, candidate for Texas governor. The border crisis, uh, which Dirk just called about, and the, the realities and the unfortunate reality, uh, deliberate reality, probably a better way to put it, by the Biden administration and their decisions not to stem the flow, not to deal with the border crisis, with Biden's border crisis. And what do we do about if, as reported, comes to pass and some 85,000 migrants are headed northward from Panama, that according to their foreign minister? Uh, Alan, great to have you back on the show. It's been a while. You've been a busy man, my friend. (laughs) It's good to be with you, David. Thank you so much. And uh, happy first day of October. I can't believe it's October, to be honest with you. What happened to 2021? I have no idea. Well, I mean, we, we tried to get back to some semblance of normality, and so the year just kind of passed on by, except for the abnormal uh, Joe Biden administration, which is having an adverse effect on us down here in Texas with our border. Who would have ever thought that you would see a presidential administration supposedly you know, to uphold the Constitution and the rule of law? But they have abdicated their constitutional duty and responsibility, as laid out in Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution, to uh, protect each state in this union from, quote-unquote, the founding fathers call it an invasion. And that's exactly what we see happening. So Texas is facing a drug trafficking crisis, as well as the rest of America. We're facing a human and sex trafficking crisis and a public health crisis. Uh, I I think it's really interesting that we have uh, businesses and corporations uh, firing people for not getting a shot in the arm. But we just saw about, what, 15,000 illegal immigrants, Haitians, come into the United States of America, did not one single one get a shot in the arm. You know, this is deliberate because there is no other way when you match or don't match the rhetoric to the reality. I'll give a couple of examples uh, for you to weigh in on. At the time when Kamala Harris actually faked her trip to the border and actually went to an El Paso processing center, which is a more Mm -hmm. secure area because of the border barrier, the wall that was placed there and other factors, uh, she dodged the obvious. And at the same time, the Biden administration was working to stand up three large processing centers at the border. So telling us the border's closed, don't come, her words, don't match the actual practice or the things they're intending to do. Uh, When something like that happens, how does the state likely respond? Well, it, it is purposeful what you see happening unconstitutionally by executive order. They have implemented their open borders policy, and that was just the drive-by uh, shooting that Kamala Harris did when she stopped by, I believe, less than uh, one hour or so out there at El Paso. And so what the uh, founding fathers did in their brilliance, everything that they saw that the federal government could potentially fail at doing, they backed it up with giving it to the states. Number one, you have the Tenth Amendment, but then also in Article One, Section Ten, Clause Number Three of the Constitution, it lays out clearly 
what states are able to do when actually invaded, when there is imminent danger without any admittal delay. That's the words of the founding fathers of the Constitution. So we have a governor who also, in the Texas state constitution, it says uh, in Article 4, Section 7, one of his responsibilities as the commander of our National Guard, or as it said, the militia, is to repel invasions. No one is doing anything in the state of Texas. There's a lot of rhetoric. There's a lot of chest beating. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, band-aids over sucking chest wounds. But the fact that we have 80,000 that are now heading this way, and why are 80,000 heading this way? Because remember uh, about a couple of months ago, David, we saw the gate that was opened up, and you had about 400 and 450 Haitians who came through the gate, and that was the exact same place in Del Rio. Then next thing you know, we've got 10, 12, 15,000. They come right across and they get under the bridge in Del Rio. Where do you think this next group of 80,000 is going to come to? I guarantee you they're going to come right to that Del Rio crossing point. My guest, Alan West, uh, we'll get into the race for the governor in a moment. The current governor and the attorney general have been heavily involved in lawsuits against the federal government. Uh, it's probably the only available path now to get something to stem this. But I think even that will, over time, not be enough to stop the flood. At the state level, and I talked about this with a caller, Dirk, from Texas not too long ago. At the state level, the state's doing its best on private lands, state lands. County officials now file in lawsuits. Private citizens doing what they can. Uh, will that be enough to stem this major tide? And when you think about 85,000 of one group, plus all the others, it seems like an almost impossible situation. Well, you have exacerbated this situation. You've kicked the can down the road. It's gotten to this point. Look, the Biden administration was told by the Supreme Court to reinstitute the Remain in Mexico policy. They didn't care. They are completely dismissing it and uh, ignoring it. So do you think that lawsuits are going to do anything uh, towards people that don't believe that they have to adhere to the law in the first place? And that's why we have the situation. So, again, you know, as the state of Texas, we have a National Guard force. We have some 26,000 in the Texas military department. We need to utilize those individuals. We need to be able to, you know, take away the magnets uh, of taxpayer-funded benefits and things of that nature here in the state of Texas. First and foremost, we got to designate the uh, cartels as a transnational narco-criminal terrorist organization and go after their funding, go after their resources uh, here in the state of Texas. That's how you start to peel back the onion on this uh, this system. These non-governmental organizations that are getting grants from the federal government, they're the ones processing and putting illegal immigrants on buses and airplanes here in the state of Texas. You revoke their license from being able to work here uh, in Texas. But we have got to be able to step in as a state with our law enforcement agencies, our constitutional officers, which are sheriffs, to be able to arrest, detain, and deport individuals because Biden has told the Border Patrol and ICE, you don't do anything. So it is time for action. It's not time to beg for permission. It's not time to send letters. It's not time for lawsuits. It's time for action. And, you know, that's one of the main reasons why I'm running for governor, because I kind of been to other countries to protect their border. And here we are in the United States of America. We're sitting around and not protecting our own. Let's uh, take on one other point, and then we'll get to the uh, run for governor and why you're in this race. 
Uh, the Biden administration uh, yesterday put new enforcement priorities on its border officials, but more specifically on immigration officers. And it, it will take some attorneys to review this. I've sent it to one on my end to get an answer. But this new memo from DHS issued by Alejandro Mayorkas mm-hmm. says to these agents and encourages them to weigh the totality of a migrant's circumstances before seeking to deport them. Now, that's discretion under the law, and discretion is supposed to be a part of a judge's purview applied to the individual. This memo effectively says to the agent, you make the decision. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that's, and I read his uh, memo that came, I think, uh, 48 hours ago. Basically, when you, you know, you you go through the words and and just start to try to ascertain what is the real intent? What is the real desire here? And the real desire is to start uh, opening up for for amnesty, to let people know that you're going to be allowed to come in here. So Mayorkas does one thing. He comes down here uh, to Texas. He stands and he gives a speech about telling people to stay at home. But yet he puts out a memo like that 48 hours ago, and then you have another 80,000 people that are about to show up. And then on Fox News Sunday, he just kind of flippantly said, yeah, maybe it's 10,000, 12,000, maybe it's 15,000. And then the Monday afterwards, he says, well, probably one in five are infected with some type of disease or illness. Uh, this This is all the mixed messaging, but what do people end up hearing? The United States of America is open. And you don't have to abide by our laws. You don't have to respect our laws. It's going to be up to the discretion of an an agent. And basically, if that agent doesn't do what they want him to do or her, uh, they're going to be penalized. We already see that happening with the Border Patrol. So this is opening up the back door and, and completely wide open for us to be undermined as a constitutional republic and therefore They don't see the state of Texas as a sovereign state. We're just a piece of land in between Mexico, uh, uh, Louisiana, New Mexico, Arkansas, and Oklahoma. And that's not how I see Texas, and that's not how a lot of Texans see us. Let's move now to your gubernatorial campaign. My guest, Alan West, Colonel Alan West, retired. Uh, Your website, West, number 4 texascom for those who want to look up uh, more information. Uh, Governor Abbott is running for a third term. Uh, You resigned, I believe, in June of this year uh, to Mm -hmm. announce your challenge to Governor Abbott. The first question is, why challenge Governor Abbott, the current Republican governor? Well, if you go back to last year, uh, you know, Governor Abbott made the unilateral decision, which he does not have the enumerated power to do so about who or what is essential in the state of Texas, shutting down certain businesses and affecting lives and livelihoods. He was uh, one of those governors that issued a lot of mandates, edicts, orders, and decrees. He acted outside of the boundaries of the Texas state constitution by not calling in the legislature after 30 days uh, for their consult. He uh, unconstitutionally appropriated taxpayer dollars for uh, you know, contact tracing, things of this nature, when he does not have that power to do so. And then when you look at what is happening at our border, that's a big situation. We don't see any action there. You think about the fact that the state of Texas, which is just abundant in energy resources, went completely dark and looked like North Korea this past February 
during that winter storm. And then also we look at the fact, as I already mentioned, we're the number one state in the United States of America for human and sex trafficking. Dallas and Houston are the top two cities. That should not be the case. And oh, by the way, uh, Texas is also about $107 billion in debt uh, because we are not uh, properly accounting for our unfunded mandates and liabilities, such as our pension funds. So there are many things that I can discuss, but You've got to have strong, courageous leadership, resolute leadership that will stand up to this onerous and intrusive Biden administration. We have not seen that from a person that has been attorney general for 12 years, going on governor for seven years. Texas should not be in this position. With the practicalities of politics out there uh, and again, running against Governor Abbott and the issues you've mentioned of concern to many Texans. And you've known me a long time. I look at this by the numbers and see how you maintain it. You're going to have a challenge from a failed prior challenger to the governor, to the sitting governor, Beto O'Rourke. You've got an increased uh, left wing, not even a Democrat, but a left wing uh, and significantly funded event uh, effort rather in Texas to, you know, push the Republicans into the minority with all of that and more in play. Uh, do you run the risk of splitting the Republican vote as it were in Texas and giving the Democrats the governor's mansion? No, I don't think so. As the chairman of the Republican Party of Texas, one of the great stories was how we flipped the Rio Grande uh, Valley. And we saw the Hispanics uh, realize, first and foremost, that they are conservatives in nature. And that was the first trip that I took as chairman was down into the Rio Grande Valley all throughout the uh, the entire election season. And I continue to have gone down there. I was just down there last week. So I think the more important thing is that I will just build upon what I was able to do as chairman of the Republican Party and take our message to some of those uh, communities that Republicans normally give the Heisman to. And we've seen a great response from that. Uh, and so when you look at the, the Quinnipiac poll that came out earlier this week, uh, there are 51 to 52 percent of people here in the state of Texas don't want to see Governor Abbott being reelected uh, because people are starting to notice these failures. But there is no way that you're going to see a Robert Francis O'Rourke ever become the governor of the state of Texas because his uh, socialist policies, his progressive policies, open border policies, uh, taking away the Second Amendment, those aren't the type of things that Texans want. Texans just want a strong Texas, and they want us to be a beacon of liberty and freedom uh, for the United States of America. Yeah, and that Quinnipiac poll, or a recent Quinnipiac poll, actually did reflect that. Uh, you know, then, of course, you've got the rumblings for uh, Matthew McConaughey getting into the race, and all those things are there. Uh, it is certainly going to be an interesting time in Texas politics uh, mm -hmm. for the next year to see how this plays out. Uh, let's take uh, one exit question here. I hope you've got another minute or two for me, Alan. But, yeah. you know, all the things you've mentioned as issues uh, before the state of Texas and the concern being for the people on the ground uh, in those counties, border or otherwise in Dallas and other cities that are dealing with this influx of migrants. Uh, what can the governor's office and the attorney general's office do now if there were one or two immediate steps that would actually stop the flow, look, an iron wall of cars and vehicles along the border in an area is a momentary thing. 
but the federal mm-hmm. government seems to be the biggest opponent and the state can't act on federal land. So is there anything that could be practical? I think the lawsuits are a part of the mix. You need to get a decision and then fight an administration that doesn't follow the, the judge's decision. But is there anything can be done now? Well, sure. And uh, once again, a line of cars in just a one mile wide area, when you have 1,253 other miles of that border, that's that's a drop in the bucket. That's just a good optic. Again, coming back to the Constitution, either we believe in the rule of law, which says that the federal government is supposed to protect each state from, quote unquote, invasion. They're not doing it. And then in Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, it says that uh, if actually invaded, here are the things that the state can do. So why aren't we doing it? And so I think it's time for bold, aggressive action to put our National Guard down there and to say that we are going to create a border control zone and we are not going to allow illegal immigrants to get outside of this zone. And we're going to deport those individuals ourselves to protect the people of Texas and in truth, David, to protect the United States of America since the Biden administration is failing to do so. So I think it's a time to challenge an unconstitutional Biden administration, especially when you're standing on everything that is right and true and is articulated in our Constitution, which is our rule of law. Alan West, uh, gubernatorial candidate in the state of Texas as well. Alan, good to speak to you again. And uh, we are certainly in some very dangerous times, my friend. Action is needed uh, where an administration doesn't even care about the rule of law, the Constitution, or a judge's decision. Correct. And that's the, you know, uh, I think it was Thomas Paine that said, these are the times which try men's souls when the summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will in this crisis shrink from its duties, but to those who will make a stand, they will deserve the love and admiration of all men and women. It's time for us to make a stand here in Texas. Thank you. Uh, and his website, by the way, West for the number four, Texas.com. Alan West, gubernatorial candidate. Uh, thank you, Alan. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.